excited for this interview today. Um, I, I told her just a second ago before we got to talking, I feel like there's so much synergies and she is someone that I look at and I just really want to sit down and have dinner with and just pick her brain apart. So this is how we're going to do it. Um, so I am interviewing today, Jessica Heron. She is the CEO and founder of Stella and Dot Family Brands. She has been featured in Oprah, The Today Show, Undercover Boss, and Fortune, The New York Times, USA Today, The Wall Street Journal. It was included in the Inc.'s list of top female CEOs. After graduating from Stanford University with a BA in economics, Jessica joined two successful tech startups before heading back to the Stanford Graduate School of Business. At the ripe age of 24, she dropped out of business school and co-founded a leading wedding site that was then later bought out by Wedding Channel. Is that correct? Um, we Yes, we merged and then sold all those twists and turns, okay, but so yes. Take us, take us from that point to starting Stella and Dot. Tell, tell us a little bit about your story. That's the formal one. I mean, I see you're a mom of two, so there's a little another layer. Host of Self-Made Podcast, so you have a podcast as well. You're an author of Finding Your Extraordinaire. Um, obviously CEO and founder of Stella and Dot. So tell me a little bit more about you beyond that formal bio. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that I too am so happy to speak with you. And I hope we do actually have dinner <laughs> one day because the thing I know about myself is I am a people person. And so I get so much joy out of connecting um, with people in general, and in particular, in particular, other awesome, inspiring women. And so as a mission-driven entrepreneur, I have realized more than ever how much I love doing what I do as part of Stellan Dot, which is about bringing together an inspiring community of women to learn and earn. And I just miss it. I miss the contact. I, I think it fuels all of our souls. So thank you for having me and thank you for doing what you're doing. And I hope that um, you as a listener, we spark a little joy and inspiration in you today um, because I know that everybody out there is just going through a lot. So I am sending you love and energy. Um, but about me, other than that, I don't know. You gave me such a good intro. I feel like it could only go uh, down no. from there. Um, <laughs> I, that's what I, I mean, I like reading that, the high level stuff, but I like what makes, what makes you tick? I mean, you've obviously been very driven from a young age. Okay. So Jessica, tell me, has, have you? always had a drive? Has it been something that you've always, like you have built an empire and you've done a lot. Has this been something from a young age? Well, you know, I, I think there's good news here because the answer to that is like, not really, but kind of, you know, and I'm the parent of teens now. And I think if you are as well, or you are maybe yourself feeling like a late bloomer, I think that Sometimes I you know, was listening to you read my bio and sometimes I still pinch myself that you're actually talking about me because there could be a totally other paragraph that is just as true where I sound like a total loser because I was not the most likely to succeed in high school. That's for sure. I went to community college before I went to Stanford and I was, you know, I had a really um, probably made for the Dr. Phil show type of upbringing and childhood in the, in the end, I think it made me really strong, but I certainly wasn't like on track all my life. And I've definitely taken a different path. Um, so I think the drive that I have, and I don't even think about it as building an empire. What I like to think about what I do as an entrepreneur is building an impact. And it really came from my growing up in a world where my, um, 
you know, I was raised by a single dad. There was a lot of twists and turns with my mom. And she was a person who was, you know, pregnant as a teen, didn't have her education or financial freedom. And that just had a lot of ripple effects for her family. And I was determined that that was not going to happen to me. And on my watch, as few as other women as possible. And it wasn't just because money was power, but because money was choice and choice and independence is happiness. And that's truly the definition of success. So I've always measured myself as an entrepreneur and my drive as, am I creating my own happy? Am I living authentically in my life? And my journey as an entrepreneur, you know, I I did something commercially successful at Wedding Channel, but I left that and took a radical path to reinvent a modern, you know, earning platform for women because I wasn't happy doing it. I wanted something more meaning. So I don't know if that's drive or obsession um, or, you know, school of hard knocks. I think that's, that's what's defined me. All right. I just need to, I, I, I need to, I wrote this down. I need to say it again. Choice and independence is what defines your happy. Yes. I think everybody wants to be in control over their own destiny and especially when you become a parent and you love those little buggers, um, even when they're challenging teenagers, you know, more than life itself, it's not just choice and control over your own life. It's for the benefit of the people you love, which I think women are givers just like crazy, you know, that's their nature. And so your need to provide for yourself is amplified with your need to care for your own children, your community, your parents, your siblings, your friends, the world. And so it is a a lot of burden on women to want for themselves because it extends beyond themselves. And women have a hard time saying what? No. <laughs> so sometimes we overwork ourselves. Um, we overcommit ourselves and we forget that sometimes no um, is a powerful thing that we can't oh say yes to everything. I, in my book, Find Your Extraordinary, I share a lot about this because if you, in case you're going to ask me, I'll just answer now, what was my biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? And I think when I talk about that at business school, people are expecting it to have some like very businessy answer, like, you know, access to capital or supply chain or some kind of market force. And the reality is it was my own self-inflicted mom guilt because I wasn't doing all the things for all the people all the time. And so it isn't even the ability to say no. It's the ability to feel okay when you say no. It's the emotions that attach to it. And that's why people are saying yes. I think you got to go like a little bit deeper. Like, oh, I can say no, but then do I beat myself up because I did and feel like I'm not pleasing my community, my in-laws, all those things. And so how do you really, that was sort of my journey was needing to release the guilt and the obsession with, is this okay for other people? Am I living up to other people's expectations? And just really tightening up that list to what I call the core four. It's like my husband and my children. And like, if we're happy, we're good. And that's, you know, where I need to be. And if other people don't love it, it's okay. As long as I think it's good for my family. And and that's huge. And I think that, you know, I, I told you a little bit about this, but I'm the author of Start Balancing. And I, I talk about balance because balance is something that I struggle with the most. And we, we talked about this. We're both eight. So we're both very driven, worthy, like as women, it's hard being women eights too. There's all these expectations that society has on us and we put on ourselves, and, um, you know, we can come off the wrong way just For by sure. doing how we are. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? 
Yeah, for those of you listening, this is the Enneagram. And I have learned, you know, that, that one of my guiding principles has been, it's amazing how much better everybody else gets when you work on yourself. And part of my work has been trying to understand my personality and what the strengths and weaknesses are that come with that and decide which ones I'm just going to, you know, learn to hone and manage and soften and which ones I'm going to embrace. And one of the things that I think makes me great as an entrepreneur is that I am so tough. (laughs) And that is the eight personality. It's like, you feel like you're, you can take on the challenges of the universe but you can be overbearing because you're aggressively helpful, aggressively helpful. You could never see someone struggle. you got to jump in there. You're like, you got to save them. It's a bit of a hero complex and that's like the, the negative. But I do have this endless well of work ethic and obsession with delivery. And I love it. It brings me great joy. Like I freaking love work. I love our mission. I love to get things done. So, you know, it's it, there's always pros and cons. And I think when you say it's harder as women because they judge you, I want to turn that back around into a more empowered point of view, which is only if you care, only if you're mm-hmm. seeking their approval. There's no, there's no option in which you're satisfied by other people's opinion of you. There's only self-acceptance and not... Like just being like, well, this is who I am. Get used to it, people. You're still on a quest. You know, we're all works in progress. There's an endless journey of self-improvement that gives you joy and other people joy. But you're never going to make all the people happy all the time. And you just got to kind of let that go. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by StartPlanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Star Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at StartPlanner.com. I mean, I could just, there's so much that you've said, you know, as far as releasing guilt. And I think for me, I've done a lot of work this last year, which I I think as an entrepreneur, as a woman, betterment, whatever, on emotions and releasing emotions and emotional work and emotional healing and learning to control those emotions and learning when there is turbulence with those emotions, what's real, what's true, what's self-inflicted, you know, all of those things. And like you said, I think that, I think we all feel this. We just don't all talk about it. And we all, whether you're eight, whether you're two, whether whatever you are, whatever your personality, we all get to define what success is for us. And we're all wired differently. And just overall accepting, not looking for approval and accepting who we are is, is probably the best thing that we can do for ourselves. Um, and even if we say we, we, we don't care and we got it, like we still um, have those pieces of us that um, can need refinement and can need improvement. So I just love everything that you've said. Um, so talk to me about your book a little bit, author of finding, um, finding your extraordinaire. Is it talking about this life work? Is it talking about this process? What can people expect by reading this book? Yeah. In, in find your extraordinary, I share the six P's of the entrepreneurial spirit. And I have to say when I started, I kind of had this female chip on my shoulder. Like I want to write a business book just to show the world I can, like, I'm not 
fluffy. I'm legit. Like I, you know, this feeling like if I don't write a serious business book, somehow I'll be less than. And then I really had to step back and say, but hold on, what unique experience do I have to offer the world? And it really isn't writing a book around a business framework. It is writing about how you cultivate the mindset of an entrepreneur to create the life you want, whether you're a student and pursuing an education, whether you're a a stay-at-home parent looking for your own source of fulfillment and balance, whether you're climbing a corporate ladder or whether you're starting your own company, big or small, because I truly believe the mindset of an entrepreneur is more around just recognizing that you are a leader and the world is awaiting your instruction, that you are in charge of you. And that when you look around the world and see possibility, when you develop perseverance and tenacity and passion and and cultivate relationships with people, that you essentially start the life you want. And that's really the most important thing to be an entrepreneur of is the creator of your own personal experience. So, so that's what the book is about. And I, it's definitely very real, very vulnerable. Um, and I, don't try to say I have all the answers or that I'm perfect as a mom or a wife. I actually share the times that, you know, I almost died alone or I, on I can do it all Island. The times I look crazy, you know, all the learnings along the way. I love it. I love it. And, um, I love that you saying that all of us can have that entrepreneur mindset, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. I think that ultimately it goes back to being open to change and not being okay with complacency. I always say like the thing that's going to kill us the most is being complacent, whether it be a relationship or whether it be, you know, your health or, you know, just not wanting to push growth or change. And I think that as an eight, right, we've got to be careful not to push too much because I think that my personality is I can push too much in one direction and that, that balance, right? So I have to constantly like reel myself back in. And that's why I created Start Planner and and wrote the book. It's like, I have to have a system and a method to keep myself in kilter because I also am someone that's very driven that I can also put myself on an island and die alone. (laughs) Um, And so I think just like you said, becoming really aware of your strengths and your weaknesses um, and giving everybody that has that leader and entrepreneur mindset. So would you say that complacency, can you talk about complacency a little bit? How do you feel about complacency? Um, how can this book, you know, help combat complacency? Well, you know, I think it's so interesting. I always think about a different book when I think about complacency, because there's a flip side to that coin. Um, and it's this book by Saul Bellows called Henderson, the Rain King. Actually, like won a Pulitzer Prize. It's amazing. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It's fiction. It's funny. It's credible. But there's this guy in there, the, the main character. And one of the things he has in his life is there's this voice inside him that keeps saying more, more, I want more. And he's like, what, what more do you want? Like, wh-? so I think there's, and he basically talks about this concept that there's two types of people. There's beers and there's becomers. Beers are more likely to be happy because they're happy in the moment that they have. And becomers are always looking ahead to get satisfaction from something else. They have this voice inside them that says more, 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 but they don't know what it is. What's the more? And so I have had to balance this. I think the true unlocking is recognizing that you have enough to be happy now. Your happiness is not dependent on being more successful, more money, more this, more that. You can be happy now. And that doesn't mean you're going to take away your edge in future creation, building an empire, 
putting an upper limit on your life. The two can actually coexist. So I think I am always, you know, never satisfied. I always want to do something better. That, that's my nature. And I do think it's because I'm fundamentally a becomer. And the, I, I look at everything and think about, won't it be awesome when it's like this instead? You know, so celebrate for a nanosecond and then look ahead three years and make it so and work hard. You know, it's unrelenting. So I think it is this idea that the world is moving and now faster than ever. So if you want to stay relevant, you have to think about business and your activities as organic and evolving, not stagnant. So, so to me, I look at complacency as it's not that if you, if you stop, you, you, you're kind of getting off the ride and being left behind. So to me, it's about being an active participant and creator in maintaining and sustaining the value and relevancy you offer to the world. And then on top of that, if you want to really innovate or really leap, you've just got to extend the time horizon at which you're trying to imagine the world moving and you moving ahead of it to be a real solution. So, so I think that that's something I really want people to hear because again, I, I define success as happiness. And I really think that whatever your biggest strength is, it's also your greatest curse. So yes, being driven. Yes. Not being satisfied with the status quo. Just be careful that on the flip side, you don't learn, you know, you make sure you're satisfied with, um, things in your life. You have to learn to kind of dial that, dial that back. Let me ask you, do you have beers in your life that kind of help to balance you? Yes. Your spouse that, um, much more so. And my sister is especially that. And that was my realization. You know, she said something to me that only a loving sibling could say. And it was something where she, we were doing something together and, you know, her view is like, okay, I'm doing it because I want it to support my lifestyle. And here's what we're going to do. And, you know, and then I'm over here being like, oh, but wouldn't it be better if we did A through Z and exploded it now rapidly? And she's like, and, and so I'm sort of going at 90 miles per hour. She's going at one pace. And she finally said to me, you know, you should not expect the rest of the world to do what you do because you're the one that's weird. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're so right. And so I want like, when you talk about balance and all that stuff too, it's like, I almost felt like something is wrong with me because my preference for activity, the way that I react, the types of passions I have. The way you think, the way you get up, the way you drive, the way you everything. keep going, the way people, you're building. Everything. They're not going to look at that as balance, but that is my internal pace. My metronome, like I don't even know, like metronomes are so arcane and it's not like I'm a pianist, just so you know, a pianist. Um, it, like, it, you know what, what that is, like where it goes back and forth and keeps pace. <laughs> Mine goes when other people's don't. And so I think that balance is a really personal idea. I, I like to be like, forget that. Think about happiness and stage that you're in and then pace that goes with that. And what does that look like for you? I love that. And just know that there's other people that's wired like you. Um, and it's, it's growth and learning that we need people to balance us. We need help. We need systems. We need, um, and you know, for me, I just moved, I moved around water. Um, for me, I know that water like calms me. I'm constantly looking at things, calculating. Oh water water calms me too. Water calms me too. <laughs> when, when are you born? Are you an Aries by chance? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. 
Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. Well, that they're close. So, and that's the thing is like water just calms me. So now I'm in an environment where I'm not being triggered, if that makes sense. So it's kind of me setting my own pace and it's okay. Like, and, and I think the biggest thing is we all feel different and we all feel like our, like we all feel different, but we all are different. And that's our gift. That's our unique ability. Like, look what you've been able to create and do. And how many people have you in, in employed and how many lives have you changed? Like going back to what you said in the very beginning, your mission, like you have done big, big things. So don't discount and don't feel, we shouldn't feel bad for the way that we're wired. You have done amazing things. Like, well, I literally they, like, I want to <laughs> bottle you up and be like, I'm not alone. <laughs> well, baby, nothing yet. You know, that is, I think the other mindset of an entrepreneur, which I thank you for that. But in my mind, how I feel is it's all been the warm up round because I've learned so much. And now imagine getting to evolve and do it again with the benefit of that wisdom. So I, don't, I really do embrace, really do embrace. I mean, I've often said about all my failings because I've been wildly imperfect this entire time, you know, and there'll be plenty of people who agree <laughs> that I, you know, am flawed and make mistakes every single day. But when I make them, I do try to stay curious instead of frustrated and learn from it instead of falter from it. And I firmly believe that failure is the beginning and the middle. You just can't entertain it as the end. And I truly think, I mean, this pandemic has definitely been incredibly disruptive on our business. And I am starting to see the true gifts of the moment that the world has put in front of us. And from a women who want to earn, women who want to learn. I'm so glad that we made these crazy choices over the last few years that were very futuristic to disrupt our very own model and modernize and put together a social retail platform with, you know, it, that's digitally driven and all these things that felt crazy and disruptive at the time. But now here they are and they're just right for the moment that we're in. And I think it's going to be explosive. And yet all along, you could doubt yourself because when you're in a very dismal moment, you have to recognize that it's because you're staring at a dot that's really dark and black. But if you zoom out, you see that it's part of a beautiful picture and you need to expand the timeline and expand your perspective. And so that's something too, when you're beating yourself up for your mistakes and your failures, if you can zoom out and ask yourself, what am I learning from? What am I setting myself up to do? What does success look like in you know, three years, four years, two years, one year, and, and find the gift in your learning? Um, I think that's really great because often you can't, be truly innovative or leapfrog or lead if you're not willing to let go of what you have. And that can be so painful and so hard, but it does keep you small. It does. And I think that, you know, literally, you know, I was in a place, personal business, like I've, I've been to the point where it's like, why is this happening? Why is there, why is one more thing? Like why? And I've kind of shifted myself instead of when things happen, it's not why it's what am I looking, what am I need to learning here? Like, like you said, get curious. So instead of feeling like I'm always on the defensive, which I feel like as a business owner, and even as a human being working through life and figuring it out, that's what it's like, why is this happening? Why, you know, instead of why it's, it's refinement. Like we're all going through this, this year, whatever our journeys are, I truly believe for a purpose and for a mission. Um, and we're just getting the refined that we need, like you said, for our warm up round, for the next thing that we are um, all the talents that we've been given, like to continue leading, to continue doing big things in this world. So 
this is just, I mean, I could literally talk to you all day, um, but we're already at 25 minutes. So can you leave everybody that's listening, um, primarily women, um, primarily that have children, you know, that, that's trying to figure it out. Some of them have jobs, don't have jobs. Can you leave them with like one thing that, that, you know, as a woman that you would want to say to them to help them balance, to help them plan their life towards the direction Yes. Uh, you are enough and there's no one better for this job than you. I think that I I think again, you have to start from a place of positivity and self-love and self-belief and then, you know, make some improvements around the edges. I think that, that because if you don't feel like you're capable or that it's too much of a sacrifice or an impact on your kids or your family or the, you know, you, it's paralyzing. And so I think that there is just an unlimited potential in people and in women in particular. And my passion, you know, S&D Brands for Ambassadors is, is to unleash it, is to make women feel fierce and strong in what they knew and, and do and earn and grow and have that carry over into every, their other gigs, their other jobs, their family. And the biggest thing I see that holds people back is a lack of confidence, is a lack of self-confidence. And I just want you to know that if you doubt yourself, I am sure enough for the both of us that you're awesome. Like that's what you need to know. You're far more capable than you are flawed and nobody is supposed to be perfect. And you've got this. I love it. So tell tell me, Jessica, where can they find you on social media or, you know, you were talking about um, ambassadors, tell them where they can find your information, how to learn more about everything that you do. Sure. So Let's be friends. I'm on Instagram and it's at Jessica Heron, um, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-H-E-R-R-I-N. And um, on Facebook as the same. And then it's, uh, you can go to, we have three brands uh, as, that you can shop with. And when you do, you support a woman in business. And it's ever.com, um, keepcollective.com and stellatot.com. They're all linked. So if you go to any of them, you'll find them. But with our uh, Stellatot brands, you know, the mission is, to give ambassadors the ability to open up their own shop, they personalize it, they share the products they love and they earn. Most of our people do it with another full-time gig. In fact, I'm kind of blown away at people who, looking at people who earn everything from a thousand a month to 10,000 a month. And most of them have other full-time jobs and family. So it is an inspiring community of women. And especially right now, when we're so disconnected from community and growth and joy, that's where I really encourage everybody to find us is go, you know, get curious about um, certainly shopping with us, but an even deeper connection about being part of our ambassador community. Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for leading with your heart and just for sharing all the knowledge that you did today. Um, you guys go follow her. I'm going to be tracking you. I mean, I just feel like um, a lot of times we feel like we're alone, like that we are wired yeah. only a certain way. And I just, for me personally, Jessica, it was just an honor to be able to interview oh, you today. You. And and I forgot that you asked me that self-made podcast is Apple's, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And then mm-hmm. Fire Extraordinary is on Amazon or in, anywhere else you get books. Like you have a website with all these links. Yeah. To JessicaHeron.com. We'll take you there. And you guys in the show notes, we're going to link all of this. So we'll have her website and all of her information so that you guys can um, track her down and follow because she is someone that you for sure... Um, want to follow and with just a wealth of information. So 
Jessica, thank you again for coming on here and chatting with us today. Well, thank you so much. It was great to chat. All right, you guys, we will back next week. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.